All right, good morning. Today we have a long passage on the story of Jacob and Esau. Starts off with Jacob experiencing a fearful time uh, with his brother Esau coming in. He thinks of the worst case scenario that with 400 men, surely this will be attack on him and his family. And so what does he do? Uh, well, he responds appropriately by turning to God in prayer. Verse 9, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you, um, o, o Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. I'm not going to read the rest of this prayer, but praying is good. I mean, when in danger, when in fear, yes, pray to God. It, it's not a formula, but coming to the only one who can help us um, is the right and best thing to do. And our recent DT passages express that, such as in Psalm 27. Also, I think what stands out from Jacob's prayer is his humility, his gratitude and thanksgiving. And um, a lot of much of his prayer is with God's word in mind. He said, O Lord, who said to me, and but you said, uh, he could pray with God's words because he remembered God's words. And here's a chance just to ask ourselves, is our prayer just, God, would you do this? God, do that. Uh, in our prayers, are we humble? Are we grateful? Uh, and remember the many promises of God that can bolster our faith rather than feed our skepticism. And yes, uh, Jacob asks for specific help, but it's not solely that. And I think that's an important lesson here. It looks like things end well, but sadly in verse 13, Jacob goes right back to his ways. I found this quote from George Mueller, who was a man of faith and prayer, and he was once asked, what was the most important part of prayer? He replied, the 15 minutes after I have said amen. So right after Jacob pray, uh, prays this important prayer, he schemes again. He gathers all of his belongings in order to give it to his brother, to appease him, to persuade him not to attack and to accept him instead. And I'm sure this wouldn't have worked anyway, but that's what he does. So he prays this lofty prayer and then goes right back to his own ways. Because if he had trusted God, Jacob would be the one at the front of the group, not protecting himself at the back and jeopardizing everyone else first. And so in that sense, not much else has changed. So here I think is room for us to think uh, about not just uh, our prayers, but what are the first 15 minutes in response to prayer? Do we go back to our familiar scheming, self-protective ways, our fearful ways? Or do we respond in faith by trusting God and putting ourselves out there? made me think of this hymn, All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. So often we might surrender one or two things, our money, but not our time, our time, but not our energy. I mean, we surrender a lot, but we may refuse to surrender ourselves. Verse 24, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. We know it wasn't just any man, it was God himself. God wrestled with Jacob and not so much the other way around. He wanted to break all of his proud, self-reliant and, and scheming ways and to take it away forcefully if need be. But Jacob would not let go even with his hip being put out of the socket. And isn't this also a reflection of our resilient ways? Uh, we are uh, where we keep holding on to our, our stubbornness. Thankfully, God will 
also do what he can to break us of those ways. Now, I know this part of Jacob saying, I will not let you go unless you bless me, may seem like Jacob was still trying to overcome God. But that's not the case. He knew he had lost because with just a turn, his hip socket was put out. He knew he was defeated, but he still wanted a blessing from God. So a reference verse here is from Hosea 12, 3 to 5. It says, In the womb he took his brother by the heel, and his manhood he strove with God. He strove with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He met God at Bethel, and there God spoke with us. The Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord is his memorial name. So similar to Genesis 32:28, I mean, he strove with God and prevailed. How did he prevail? He prevailed by finally surrendering himself to God. So then there's the significance of Jacob identifying himself as Jacob the deceiver, and now God gives him a new name, and he blesses Jacob. I thought about what that blessing might be. It's not with possessions or physical safety. The greatest blessing is that we become defeated by God. He overcomes our proud, stubborn, resistant ways, and that's a blessing. So have you experienced that? Or are you still resisting in some way? And if so, we need to be overcome by God. Verse 30 is significant because, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. In another passage, God says to Moses, No one shall see my face and live. And yet here Jacob was able to, and he lived. And it was only by God's grace and mercy. Moving on to Genesis 33, we have Jacob's meeting with Esau. First thing is that Esau ran to meet him, and I'm sure initially Jacob thought this was the end. Because Esau came with 400 men and now heading straight toward him and running? I mean, what other reason could it be for? And yet it's like the prodigal father running to the son, embracing him and kissing his brother. A couple of things here. First, God really softened Esau's heart from wanting to take any kind of revenge. Later in verse 9, he says, I have enough. I mean, who often says that? Usually people think they don't have enough. And so that had to be God at work. Second, God really showed mercy to Jacob because this had, this had turned out way different than expected. He was fearing the worst when all along Esau just wanted to bless Jacob. And how often do we find ourselves in this kind of predicament, fearing the worst about something when all along God had been at work behind the scenes? It's just way better to place trust in God rather than spend countless hours and days and on worrying and fretting, sometimes even over nothing. Jacob recognizes this, so in verse 10, For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Not much earlier, Jacob encounters the face of God, and in meeting Esau, he expresses it the same way, because he knows he received unmerited favor from the both of them. And for us, as we have Good Friday and Easter next week, may we have... Many moments of recognizing just how much God has shown us favor and grace and mercy and accepted us when we utterly didn't deserve it. And as recipients of that, may we be such people where we are not holding grudges against others, able to say that we have enough, and to be like Jesus in the way that we relate to other people.